podcast number 53, rhythmic layer number three, melody. In podcast 51, we highlighted the first layer of rhythm in a song, the underlying basic beat containing the driving pulse of the work. In podcast number 52, we divided the harmonic second layer into two sections. First, the surface rhythm, and secondly, the subsurface rhythmic figures, which act as a harmonic motive, a hook, so to speak, containing certain gestures that make the chord movement memorable. Now, in podcast number 53, we will look at the third layer, the melody. And along with the melody, the counter melodies, such as the high strings, background pads, fill-ins, and bass lines. All these counter melodies contain their own rhythmic hooks. What is vitally important is that each layer work independently on its own as it complements but not interferes with all the other layers. In searching for a song that gives us a clear look into this process of layering rhythms, there is no finer example than Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Produced by Quincy Jones, this is a masterpiece of construction and one of the most influential songs of all times. I would like to read you the following quote, which sums up perfectly all I have said in podcasts 51, 52, and now 53. Producer and record mogul L.A. Reid told Rolling Stone magazine April 2004, Billie Jean is the most important record he's made, not because of his commercial success, but because of the musical depth of the record. It has more hooks in it than anything I've ever heard. Everything in that song was catchy, and every instrument played a different hook. You could separate it into 12 different musical pieces, and I think you would have 12 different hits. I'd like to mention one more thing before we start. According to Rolling Stone magazine, Michael Jackson came up with the rhythm track on his home drum machine. Lewis Johnson of the Brothers Johnson created the famous bass line, which importance to this work cannot be overstated. Bruce Sweden aimed for a classical sound for the strings. Not to break any copyright laws, please listen to the original recording. I will play examples, though. The first verse is 12 measures long. Now we will break it down into its rhythmic components. There are three phrases. Phrase one is two measures long. What stands out is that it's mostly eighth notes except for the two sixteenths in the second measure. It works perfectly with the dominant eighth note rhythm of the drums and the bass. Notice how the rhythm alone makes perfect sense and comes to a definite pause, a cadence, on the quarter note at the end of the second measure. These two measures set the rhythmic template for the rest of the song. The lyrics for the first phrase are, 
She was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. Now, the second phrase is very interesting. It's really five measures long, thought of as four measures plus one. The lyrics for this second phrase are, I said, don't mind, but what do you mean? I am the one who will dance on the floor in the round. Here is the rhythmic phrasing. The second phrase starts off very similar to the first phrase. The first two measures are practically the same as the first two measures of the first phrase. However, this time the phrase is extended by two measures with a 2 16th and an 8th note figure borrowed from the first phrase. It is heard three times. This becomes a rhythmic hook. Phrase 3 starts off similar to phrase number 2, but abruptly moves to the 16th note figure, again heard three times. Here is phrase 3. The lyrics to the third phrase are, she said, I am the one who will dance on the floor in the round. When we listen to the rhythm without the notes, we notice a few things. The silence between the notes, letting the music breathe, letting the listener actually hear what's going on. How the rhythm alone makes perfect sense. Also, notice how the rhythms are developed by repetition, variation, fragmentation, and extension, thereby creating motivic cells. Beside the main melody, we have the counter melodies and fill-ins, which have their own motor rhythms. The most famous, of course, is the bass line. Instead of just anchoring the harmony, this bass line is so striking with its pattern construction. It is not only a hook, but has become one of the most famous bass lines of all time. That driving eighth note rhythm, along with the drums, lays down a perfect foundation on which everything else is built. There are many other fill-ins and counter-melodies, but we will save that for another podcast dealing just with hooks. Now let's review all we have talked about in the last three podcasts. In podcast number 51, we talked about laying down the beat first, which many producers and composers will do because it inspires and guides them. For more on this, listen to podcast number 51. Now let's listen to the first layer, the basic beat of Billie Jean. Now for the second layer that we talked about in podcast 52, there was a surface rhythm, which is the duration of the chords. So for example, here we have F sharp minor, G sharp minor, A, back to G sharp minor, two beats each. The subsurface rhythm is the way it is played with a rhythmic figure that becomes a harmonic hook. When you fuse the drum beat 
the bass line and that chordal, harmonic, rhythmic figure, you have the perfect background canvas to paint your picture, to tell your story. To sum up, I hope the techniques we have studied you find useful in your own compositions. Using rhythm to build your layers can be an invaluable aid. Creating different beats in various styles and tempos can lead to a never-ending source of ideas to build upon. Creating a chord progression on the surface level, for example, how many measures per chord or how many chords per measure is the first step. The second step is adding a rhythmic figure to those chords, making the chords and their progression really stand out, as we have seen in Billie Jean. Now, after you have your chords, you are searching for a melody, you may possibly experiment by creating a motivic rhythmic phrase first, then develop that phrase, those rhythms, using the ideas we talked about, variation, fragmentation, extension, and then let that be your inspiration as you create notes and lyrics. All these techniques are so you do not run into writer's block or start to sound the same in everything you write. In earlier podcasts, I mentioned how a revolution in songwriting has occurred through home recording and social media promotion. While making your own demos or master, do not forget counter melodies such as the bass line, backing vocals, strings, fill-ins, all available on your computer. These counter melodies coming in at just the right spot will elevate the song to a much higher level. Even if you have no formal musical training, all this is available with programs such as GarageBand or Logic Pro. Your inner musical ear will guide you to your finished product. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope these last three podcasts dealing with rhythm will make it possible that you never run out of ideas or inspiration. Thanks again. Take care. Joe.